This is a 980 CKNW podcast. It is time to talk a little bit about changes coming to ICBC. We got a bit of an idea on what British Columbians would like and what direction the province might be going. Keith Baldry, Global BC's chief political reporter, is with us once again. Keith, good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. What is the the breakdown or what do we know about what we might see happening at the dumpster fire that is ICBC? Yeah, you know, there's ongoing changes there, and they're they're pretty substantive ones. Uh, they've been announced in various stages. The latest one, David Eby announced in last week, the Attorney General, that uh, a real crackdown on bad drivers. So if you the the worse driver you are, the more you're going to pay, and it's going to be a substantial penalty, twenty percent increase in your premiums uh, for uh, excessive speeding, uh, it, like re- repeated uh, offenses, ex- excessive speeding, impaired driving, distracted driving, which is a real problem out there um and this this follows an earlier announcement of putting a cap on soft tissue injuries of fifty five hundred dollars setting up a a, sort of a a tribunal to settle uh claims rather than just everybody going to court all the time so the basic theme of this uh, jill is that um getting getting uh, cases out of courts as as frequently as possible minimizing the role of lawyers which has the lawyers upset and really cracking down on uh, poor drivers and people who flaunt the rules, particularly speeding and distracted driving. So it's a 20% hike, and there'll be another 20% hike on that uh, if you're a repeated offender. And it's interesting, they had an extensive, ICBC and EB had an extensive public consultation process, some like 35,000 people um, were sent in the responses. And the response rate in terms of what people want to see done basically really favor cracking down on bad drivers. I'm like 82% of those who responded really like the approach of, of um, cracking down on, on poor drivers. So that's sort of the, the ever-changing lay of the land as ICBC or the NDP government tries to right the ship at ICBC because you mentioned a dumpster fire. It's a $1.3 billion dumpster fire and they've got to put it out. <laughs> Which is, it's interesting, I found, because there's already, I mean, I see the model that we have has has done that all along in that if you're a driver and you cause more than an, even one accident, but if you cause multiple accidents, your premiums go up. You lose any discount that you yeah. may have accumulated and the premiums do go up. I remember talking to a woman who used to work here. Uh, I wouldn't say she was a horrible driver, but she'd caused about three or four fender benders in parking lots, maybe a bit distracted. Her insurance premium was something like $30,000. So she just, she simply stopped driving for four years. Yeah, and that may, be, may very well result in, in this uh, particular uh, shift on um, on penalties. I mean, there has certainly been an argument, and lawyers have put this forward before, that this is not a motivation necessarily to get people to change their, their driving habits, because a lot of people just think they're never going to get caught again and uh, continue to drive the way they've always uh, driven. But it's a I think more a more interesting approach was the one that was announced earlier, which was really putting a cap on injury costs and claims and getting every, everybody out of court. I think that's going to have the big impact on ICBC's bottom line, rather than the penalty-driven uh, announcement that Evie came up with uh, last week. I, I mean, uh, the jury's out on whether that uh, is going to have that much of an impact. As you mentioned, your coworker there is probably 
not an isolated example in terms of people's uh, driving behavior. And I guess EB has said that there is no intention to uh, open it up to the private market, although I've, many are arguing that if it's not, if this scenario is not working, uh, even though David EB is saying that that wouldn't lead to lower rates, that wouldn't solve the problem, uh, if, if he's so sure of that, why not open it up and see if perhaps there's a private model that could do it better? Well, you know, the, the NDP is the party in government that created ICBC back in the 1970s. It's a sort of an iconic institution to New Democrats, uh, the first public insurance system in Canada. Uh, I think that's one of the, next to the Agriculture Land Reserve, that's, I think that's about the last thing the NDP is going to give up, is uh, the monopoly, the public monopoly on auto insurance. Now, having said that, if it continues to be an ongoing dumpster fire and, and with no sight of it, um, you know, getting getting extinguished, uh, it's going to have a continuing drain on the government's bottom line. But I think we're we're a few years away from that scenario actually becoming entrenched. Right now, according to the government's fiscal plan, uh, that uh, 1.3 billion dollar deficit is going to disappear over the next three years. If it doesn't disappear, if it's an ongoing albatross, then I think the government would look have to look seriously at, it, at completely revamping the model. But so far, EV's somewhat confident that he can right the ship here within a prescribed period of time and not have it uh, be an ongoing uh, dumpster fire on the government's books. Uh, Because we see the numbers as well, and the one that I think sticks out for a lot of people is the one Ferrari that cost almost a million dollars in repairs. And when Mm -hmm. you look at losing $1.3 billion and just one car responsible for a million dollars of that, I mean, if there was a private model, that person, yeah, you'd be paying a hell of a lot more in your insurance if you find an insurer that will provide it for you. Uh, but one of the big questions from people, I think, is why why is the public picking up that tab? Well, that's a, that's a good question. That may be revisited as well. It, it is interesting that uh, collision repair costs uh, for ICBC have, have gone up 50% in a little more than five years. I mean, it's not just that, that $100,000 Ferrari. It's, it's your $30,000 family uh, vehicle that, uh, you know, has backup uh, cameras and such and electrical equipment where it just costs an enormous amount of money to fix cars now than it cost uh, 10 years ago. And it's it's not just confined to the high-end luxury cars. It's right across the board. It's uh, the ICBC spent something like $1.7 billion last year on fixing cars. And that's, that, the amount of money, that, that amount of money represents a staggering increase over when even when ICVC was first envisioned in the 70s and even 10 years ago. So the cost of repairing vehicles is just skyrocketed. EB noted in one, one report, I think an op-ed piece in the, in the Sun, that it costs more to replace a windshield than it costs to actually buy a, a brand-new windshield from the manufacturer. So the repair costs are, are a troubling source of... Of, of concern for, for ICBC. And I'm not sure exactly how you fix that particular situation because you're basically dealing with every auto body shop across the province in terms of, uh, of fixing vehicles. And is the implication that there are perhaps some auto body shops that are charging astronomical fees, knowing that it's an ICBC claim, it's not like the, somebody in the public is paying that and that they perhaps mm-hmm. are charging a whole lot more than they should? Well, that's a good question. EBC has hinted that they are taking a strong, well, he has said they're take, going to take a strong look at the whole auto body industry in terms of uh, uh, checking to see whether or not everything is, is valid when it comes to incurring these costs. Because 
there, and this started before the NDP was in power. I remember Barry Penner, the former chair of ICBC's board, telling me that he was just alarmed at how much it was costing to fix vehicles. The, the cost of fixing a, f- a fender is way more than it cost 10 years ago. And it's not just the electrical systems that are m- so much more substantive in vehicles these days. It's just your basic bunker and mirrors and windshields that just cost a lot more now than it cost a few years ago to fix. And you start doing the math, well, if you get a whole bunch of fender benders uh, that result from the incredible increase in distracted driving, and that's your classic uh, uh, distracted driving accident, which is a, a rear-end collision, which just basically involves, you know, some some fender problems. Um, you do the math, and that's those costs start to add up very, very significantly, and that's why they were approaching almost $2 billion last year, and that simply can't hold. No. Uh, he did. He was very adamant when he first got into this role, and uh, we saw the Ernst & Young report uh, about ICBC. Uh, EB was very adamant that under his watch, we would not see huge increases in premiums. So are we still, uh, are, do, do we have any idea what type of increases we are going to see? Well, it depends how you define huge and over what period of time. So if we're looking at a perhaps a 6% increase uh, in the coming year or whatever that number is, probably a single-digit increase, that's one thing. But if you start having those single-digit increases year in and year out, that means over four or five years, uh, you could be looking at a 30% hike um, as a result of, uh, of, of the, sort of the compound effect of those increases. So I don't think we're going to see a, a big hike in one year, but over time, I don't see how you, you, do the, you run the numbers and do the math. I don't see how he can avoid having some pretty significant um, rate hikes for the general population because it's not like there's, you know, 70% of the drivers out there are, are crazy lunatics uh, causing accidents. It's uh, it, and, and therefore they're going to pay for everybody else's insurance. I just I just don't think the the pool of drivers is big enough on the bad side to, to pay for, or to keep down the rate increases for people on the good side. But uh, our rates are going up. There's no question. But how much remains uh, um, a bit of a mystery. But I think, again, over a period of years, I think it's going to be substantive. Indeed. Uh, one other thing, uh, quickly before I let you go. What, what about the other change or the idea that uh, David Eby floated as far as insurance rates, uh, tying them to the drivers rather than tying them to the vehicle owners? Yeah, that's a model I think that's in place in um, a lot of other areas in, uh, in the, the country. So it's, again, this whole thing being... Uh, back to the principle that your own performance determines your insurance rather than the vehicle's performance and the individual driving record, the, uh, sort of the spotlight and the emphasis on the individual, uh, and again, being able to track their, re- their, their habits and records uh, over time is going to be the basis of the insurance system rather than, than the vehicle itself. And this also goes to other changes that could be coming, including uh, incentives uh, to to drive better, allowing sort of monitoring devices into your vehicle to measure how good a driver you are, uh, whether you do speed, and and to get basically some some payoff if you can show through this electrical system that the EB's talking about in your car that you're actually a good driver. You don't speed. You slow down. Uh, and other measuring uh, points that your premiums could be reduced. So there's a lot happening on the ICBC file, Jill, more than I think we've ever seen since its inception in the 1970s. It's hit a crisis point, and that's why EB's got a whole bunch of things on the table. And a lot of them are radical changes and cultural changes, and it's, it's going to be interesting at the end of it whether this radical revamping of our insurance systems is actually going to lead to uh, financial health at ICBC 
or whether it's just going to lead to more problems there and an ongoing increase in our insurance premiums. I would I would bet on the latter, but we will see <laughs> what happens. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.